Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Hi, this is Joe Castellano from thesportsvirus.com. Welcome to the Inside China Basin San Francisco Giants baseball podcast on the Believe Podcast Network, featuring players like all-star catcher Buster Posey. It's about, you know, just going out and, and trying to have passion for the game that I've loved since I was a kid. Inside China Basin is brought to you by Sun First Solar, known for delivering solar excellence since 1984 and recently voted best solar company in Marin County. We're also brought to you by TPC Harding Park, the only public golf course in San Francisco, offering golfers the opportunity to play where the pros play. Coming up, we'll talk to former KMBR talk show host Ray Woodson, who's a regular here on Inside China Basin and our co-host on the Dubs OT Warriors podcast. But first, I want to tell you about my favorite golf course, TPC Harding Park in San Francisco. It was an awesome PGA Championship at TPC Harding Park in San Francisco, won by Colin Morikawa. We'll always remember the shot he hit on the 16th hole. And now the course is open to the public. And if you're a resident of San Francisco, visit TPC Harding Park and purchase your two-year resident card, giving you immediate savings on golf and other programs at the park. Cut your green fees in half by purchasing your card today. Visit www.tpc.com slash Harding Park for more information. The Giants are in the playoff hunt, and with the NBA and the NHL in the late stages of their postseasons, Bet Online has you covered. Take full advantage of sports being back and get in on the action with hundreds of odds, futures, and props for you to bet on. And there's always the online casino as well. It never closes. So head to betonline.ag today and sign up to receive your welcome bonus on your first deposit. Again, that's betonline.ag and sign up today. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. Now let's get to the conversation with former Canbiar talk show host Ray Woodson. Well, Ray, it comes right down to the wire for the San Francisco Giants, and I guess this is what you dream about when you're thinking about uh, the postseason and you know a playoff push and all that. And uh, you know, with this short season, we had a feeling that it could come down to this. And as we sit here and podcast on Wednesday morning, the Giants have six games left. They're tied for a wild card spot with Milwaukee and Cincinnati. They don't have the tiebreaker, but it's interesting because the Brewers and the Reds are playing each other today. And the way I have it figured out, I think if the Brewers lose, I think the Giants will control their own destiny. I'm pretty sure that's true. So it's, you know, that's the way it goes. I mean, that's what you want when you get down to the final games is, you know, a chance to get in if you just take care of your own business. I think the Giants do control their own destiny because if the intra-divisional record is the tiebreaker, well, they've got divisional games for the rest of the year. They can do this if they take care of business. It's not easy, but they, they could. Uh, and so that's, that's I'm sure they're looking at it. If we win these games, everything will take care of itself. Uh, so yeah, there are a whole lot of scenarios to play out because it's absolute chaos in the National League. Uh, going to the final uh, days of the regular season. American League is pretty much set except for the seating. The National League, it's, it's going to be wild. There are all sorts of variables here. Uh, and and I, I don't have my uh, Watson computer with me right now to figure them all out. I mean, you know, it, it's been kind of cobbled together this whole season, and, and I'll admit it, I wasn't sure they were going to get it done. I wasn't sure this season was going to be completed. It didn't look good at the start. 
I think everybody would admit that. But they got through it. So uh, I had a lot of questions about this, and I think a lot of people did at the start of this whole thing. But they've gotten through it to this point, and they've managed to fashion a 60-game season. And I think the Giants were much more likely to be a playoff team in a 60-game season than in a 162-game season. I think you would have seen some of the Giants' flaws play out over a longer season, and they would have been an also-ran. But it is what it is this year. So here they are. They've got a chance to get into the playoffs. And so there's going to be a little bit of excitement here in the next week. Yeah, I totally agree. I don't think they would be in this position if we weren't having a, the shorter season. I mean, it's not going to be easy here because the last four games are against the Padres. And, you know, the Giants have had troubles yeah. with the Padres. Everybody's had troubles with the Padres. And they have a doubleheader mixed in there, too. So, I mean, it, and the Giants have not done well in some of these doubleheaders where they just don't score at all. So, uh, you know, this is really not going to be the easiest thing. And they're going to need some more consistency, I think. It looks like you know, from the pitching staff, uh, they're getting you know, some starts that are decent. Like a guy like Gosman has done really well. Smiley did well on Tuesday, but Johnny Cueto didn't have a good start his last time. So, mm-hmm. and and Logan Webb, I mean, he doesn't seem to be as reliable. So, you know, you just don't know what you're going to get as far as consistency from not only the starters but even the relievers. Yeah, it's going to be a real challenge going up against a team as potent as the Padres. But that's the way the schedule worked out. The Padres have taken a big step up this year. To be a contender, um, you know, it's not a good matchup, but Giants has tremendous incentive. They are going to get a couple of guys back. Problem for Cueto is he he lost his catcher, Chadwick Trump. He seemed to have better communication with him than with Joey Bart. So there are some problems with that. And, you know, Cueto's 34 and he has a bit of a temperamental hip. So that, that kind of affects his stuff as well and his command. Uh, so I, I don't know what he has left to give for the Giants. It wasn't very encouraging the last start, but you know this guy's a veteran and competitor. Maybe he can sum it up one more good start or two, should they happen to make it into into the playoffs. But they they've lost Trump. Uh, Basabe looks like he's out, but they could get Yastrzemski back at least as a pinch hitter. That would certainly be some help and a possibility that Samarja makes a start uh, if it if it works out that way. If that's the direction they want to go. Uh, yeah, they haven't gotten much. Well, they haven't gotten as much as they'd hoped for from their starting pitching. I think overall it's been a negative for them this year. But Gausman, uh, I liked his stuff in the last start. He was throwing 97 with ease. There was certainly some question about him at the MRI on the elbow. Smiley's been pretty good. Uh, you know, Cueto's been inconsistent. Samarja, well, this is going to be the end of the line for him, one would think, uh, as a giant. Tyler Anderson's been off and on, and Webb is young, and you know maybe he's hitting a little bit of a wall now. But they're going to have to cobble it all together. I'm going to use that phrase again with the bullpen because it really is all hands on deck now. You're going to have to manage like it's a playoff game, and I think you'll see that reflected in how Gabe Kapler gives starting pitch a much shorter leash. I mean, they've had some pretty good outings, but it's just been inconsistent. You know, the overall problem when you look with the Giants is they're 6-16 six and 16 against teams with a winning record, and the Padres certainly give them problems. So uh, in that regard, they don't look great. But again, as we start out the podcast, they control their own destiny, and for the final games with the Padres, you know, they have a chance. That's all you ask for. 
Yeah, and I mean, I think if they got to the playoffs, uh, as far as starting pitchers, I mean, Gosman to me is the clear ace, and it looks like Smiley is is pretty much locking down a spot, and then then it's kind of up in the air. I mean, I don't know the way Johnny Cueto looked the last time out. I don't know what I want to do with him. I, if it's the Dodgers in the first round, I might start Tyler Anderson because I want a lefty out there. What do you think? Yeah. Yeah, I think that's something that will be under active consideration for Gabe Kapler if it goes down that road, and the Giants played the Dodgers tough this year. We'll have more with Ray Woodson right after this. Jones goes back, back near the wall, shading the sun, and he dropped it. He lost the ball in the sun. Let's put the sun to good use at home with a Sun Power residential solar system. Your Sun Power elite dealer, Sun First Solar, has a wide range of financing options, and they provide the finest customer service from start to finish, regardless of size or scope. Sun First Solar offers the highest efficiency systems, newest technology, and the best warranty in the world. Sun First Solar offers the most competitive price, while not compromising on quality. This summer, let the sun heat your pool and eliminate your energy bill. Don't drop the ball. Call Sun First Solar at 415-458-5870. That's 415-458-5870. And get your Sun Power solar system today. I think the biggest surprise for this Giants team this year is just how the offense has come through. They were never out of games. I mean, it made it a lot more exciting. If they were down 3 nothing middle innings, years past recent years, there's no way they were going to come back. But this year they came back a lot. I mean, there are a lot of factors with that. I think, you know, Brandon Belt and Brandon Crawford hit a lot better than maybe we thought they would. Yeah. It looked like they were on the downslide. I mean, Belt, even as a pinch hitter, has done a great job. He's, in games that he hasn't started against a lefty, he'll come off the bench and then hit one out for you. And uh, he's not the only guy. I mean, look, Alex Dickerson, just when it looked like he was in a slide, he becomes a dad, and then he's hitting like crazy. And he's hitting home runs, you know, even if he He's coming off the bench as a pinch hitter. So there have been so many guys that have contributed. There have been some really good pickups, too. I mean, to get a guy like Wilmer Flores, who has been key for them, and, you know, just all the different uh, guys in the lineup that have contributed, you know, Solano being so consistent this year, uh, I think that's that's surprised everybody that you could have that many guys contribute. Definitely surprised me, and I'll be the first to admit that. Uh, I thought they'd struggle to score runs. I looked at that lineup, and I, I thought there's no there there. But, you know, a couple of guys have jumped up this year and, and increased their protection. You mentioned the Brandons, and they've been a big part of this. Posey's out of there, so they're not getting much protection offensively out of the catcher position. I mean, Joe Hart has had his struggles. He was completely lost for a while there. Had a nice game last night with a couple of doubles. And, you know, there's some pop in that bat, so he's a threat. Joey Bart wouldn't be here, I don't think, uh, in a regular 162-game season, except as a September call-up. But, you know, a little bit of baptism under fire, and I think it's not going to do any long-term damage to them and, in fact, might benefit them, especially if they, they get into the playoffs. Uh, you know, so Alex Dickerson is locked in lately. Uh, he's, he's, he doesn't have the dad bod, but, you know, he's, he's got the daditude. <laughs> he, he's going out there, and he, he definitely seems a little more relaxed at the plate. And this is a guy that, and we saw it last year, he gets hot, he can carry a team for a week. So um, that he's he's an interesting part of the equation down the stretch. Uh, you know, Solano has been a pleasant surprise for the last year and a half. Saw him in spring training last year, and a lot of people are saying, "Who's this guy, Journeyman?" I guess they're just giving him a shot. But you know, you, you see why now that they were interested in him because he makes a lot of contact and a lot of hard contact and consistent contact. 
So uh, that that's a good thing to have in the middle of the lineup as well. I liked Slater last night in the leadoff spot. You know, getting on base five times, yeah. getting a leadoff home run. You know, they're getting a little production out of him as well. And you know, the outfield's pretty thin at the moment with Yastrzemski out of there. But you get him back, and if he's able to play some games of the postseason, that'll help them as well. So, all in all, yeah, I mean, the the lineups have been pretty good this year, better than I thought. And a little more power than I thought on top of that. And I, I don't know how much that has to do with the new dimensions of the ballpark. Brandon Belt certainly seems a little bit more relaxed. I have to look at his home road splits. But And Brandon Crawford as well. Nice bounce back season for Brandon Crawford because it looked like he was, he was really on the downslide. So that's encouraging. And again, that had to happen for them to have any shot. So here they are at 500 and right in the mix for one of those uh, two wild card spots. Joey Bart, since you mentioned him, I mean, it really is uh, interesting as far as thinking about a guy, whether or not he should be in the minor leagues or up in the major leagues, because this this year the Giants were forced. I mean, they didn't have a minor league season. They they didn't have Buster Posey. They didn't really have any other options. They just had to give him a chance, and, you know, fans were calling for it. Uh, But if it was a normal season, they they wouldn't have done that. And you wonder if maybe that's something you might want to think about for the future, that you do that, because you give a guy a chance to play at the major league level, and you see what happens, and a guy like Joey Bart seems like he can handle it. I mean, he's had his struggles, but he proved there on Tuesday that he's not letting it get to his head too much. And, you know, yeah, they don't have many choices, but is he learning more by being in the major leagues and giving this a chance rather than, you know, developing so much in the minors. I mean, the conventional thinking forever has been that, you know, you got to put in your time in the minors. And I was always on, on board with that, but I'm not sure going forward. You know, you see a guy like this, you give him a chance. Maybe this kind of experience is more valuable. Well, it's hard to put in your time in the minors when there are no minor league games. <laughs> right. So that, that's part of the equation here, along with no Buster Posey along with the short season, along with them being very thin at catcher otherwise. Uh, and now Trump is hurt, so he's going to get more opportunities. I think it's going to be to the good long-term for him. And listen, this is a blue-chip player. He's the highest-drafted player the Giants have had since Will Clark, for crying out loud. So <laughs> you, you, you would think he's got the pedigree and has you know, played in big-time situations. So I remember talking to him in Scottsdale last February 2019, and he was a little bit in awe about playing these games in front of so many fans in February, you know. I mean, there's eight, 9,000 fans out there in the stands. Uh, not what he was used to in college, but he got used to it pretty quick. Uh, but this year, of course, there are no fans in the stands. So it's, it's I guess, you know, considering what he has to deal with in trying to make its way in the major leagues, maybe it was better to have no fans in the stands for him this year and just focus on the game. Uh, but I think over the span of time, this is going to be a good experience for him, especially if they get into the playoffs. We'll continue the conversation with Ray Woodson in just a moment. We all know that solar systems make financial sense and environmental sense. And when it comes to choosing the best installation crew in the business, Sun First Solar should be your first choice. Sun First Solar has provided solar excellence since 1984. They are SunPower Elite Commercial and Elite Residential Installers with a reputation for technical excellence, innovative design, fair pricing, excellent customer service, and end-to-end quality and competence. SunFirst Solar is a family business devoted to treating their employees, customers, the community, and the environment with respect, and they are devoted to renewable energy and sustainability throughout the Bay Area. 
There is no roof or project that is too complicated. SunFirst has successfully installed solar on Spanish tile roofs, metal roofs, and very steep roofs. They also have extensive experience in solar ground mounts and solar pool heating. Competitive pricing, expert consultation, and the best warranty. Go local and get your Sun Power solar system from Sun First Solar today. Call Sun First Solar at 415-458-5870. That's 415-458-5870. So Major League Baseball now is talking about, you know, they're planning, at least uh, Rob Manfred, the commissioner of Major League Baseball, is planning on having fans at the NLCS. Now, the ALCS can't do that because in San Diego, California has the restrictions right now anyway. Uh, but in Texas, yeah. you've got the NLCS, and they, they want to have fans there, and they want to have fans for the World Series in Arlington, Texas. And I don't know, Ray, it doesn't seem like a great idea. I mean, I don't know how you could keep everybody safe. I'm not talking about the players. I'm, I'm talking about the fans. I mean, how many fans are you going to let in there? How are you going to handle that? There are a lot of unanswered questions. Um, you know, it seems risky, real risky to me. What do you think? Well, first of all, I think they ought to take notes from what happened uh, in Cowboys Stadium, since they already played a game with some fans there, as well as Kansas City. How did that turn out? How did they handle that? How many fans did they let in? How do they socially distance them? Do they require them to wear masks? I didn't see that a lot. <laughs> some of the fans in Kansas City could be wrong, but uh, just on, based on the TV shots I saw, maybe there were some, but not a lot. Uh, how do they come into and out of the stadium? Are they allowed to use the bathrooms? What are the concessions like? There are a whole lot of questions here, but I think, first of all, you've got to learn from what the teams that have already had fans in the stands, college as well, uh, Notre Dame, for example. Uh, how do they handle it, and how has it worked out before you start jumping into, into that pool? Um, you know, all things being equal, if, if, if you've played an entire season, and one of the reasons I think you've been able to get through it is that you've kept the amount of people in the uh, I don't see why you change course now. Uh, you know, unless unless you're to the point where you're you're like at the last week of the season of the World Series and you think to yourself, well, it doesn't matter now. At least we make a few extra bucks. Uh, I, I'm, you know, I'm simplifying it quite a bit, but maybe there's a little bit of that attitude as well, which I think would be irresponsible, of course. It's a whole different situation in Korea because they've controlled the virus there. Uh, they got on it uh, as a country right away. Uh, we've had so many conflicting messages that it's been hard to get a handle on this thing and we're getting back into the fall where you could have a spike of cases especially with kids back in school we've already seen that in universities for example down in arizona state hundreds of cases so you know i think again all things being equal don't do this be on the safe side do you really 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 need to have fans in the stands especially if they're not necessarily fans of the team in the World Series. Right. Is, is it really worth it? I mean, you're on a neutral side. How many people are going to travel down for that? I don't know. Uh, if, if, if you can find through your studies of these other teams a way you can safely do it, and in, in the case of Texas, uh, you have the virus under control in the area where the game is being played uh, at the stadium in, in the Dallas-Fort Worth Metroplex. You know, it's a big area, big population uh, do, do you have assurances the fans coming in are going to be quarantined themselves and are going to be checked and tested themselves on a regular basis? 
a lot of moving parts here, as I said at the start of the year. But they got through the regular season, so maybe they can pull it off. But is it worth it? I don't know. Just for the optics of TV, to have what two thousand fans in the stands? I don't know. But why, yeah. why, why do you, why do you put the bubble now and burst the bubble for the last couple of series? I, I don't get it. That part of it. Yeah, and I mean, and they may be planning to have these fans, but you know, we don't know all the details too. I mean, if they're planning on having you know fans test maybe before you know a day before they they right. come in, maybe that helps the situation. Maybe they're going to have plexiglass in between seats. I mean, there could be a lot of things that they do, and it could yeah. be very impressive. So I, I don't want to put the kibosh on it, but it does seem really risky. Again, yeah, no, I think you have to ask a lot of legitimate questions about this because the safety of both the fans and players and the staff, everybody involved, is at stake here. And, you know, the worst thing that could happen here is, okay, you play the game with fans in the stands. It's very exciting. It's great for the optics. It brings back a little bit of feeling of baseball. makes people feel good for a week. And then two weeks later, a bunch of people come down with COVID-19 when there's possibly a spike of cases there or nationwide. And you have these people going back to their various hometowns. You know? Yeah. I mean, that's it. That's part of the calculus you got to consider here, but you know, I, I'm not terribly optimistic about where the virus is going to be going this fall, especially with flu season coming on as well. To finish up, Ray, I wanted to ask you about the Willie Mack Award winner. I, I imagine they're still giving that out. For me, it's Mike Yastrzemski. I mean, to me, he's been the most valuable guy in the team, and I know his batting average has dipped since uh, earlier in the year, but I just think he's been so valuable to them, uh, being in the leadoff spot, being able to hit against lefties, the defense he's provided in the outfield. And there are other candidates because, like we said, so many different guys have played pretty well. Uh, you know, Solano, I think, is, is up there as a candidate. But uh, I'm going with Yaz. What do you think? Well, he's a team leader, uh, and that's – one of the prerequisites to, to win that award. That's the first guy I thought of as well. Would not surprise me at all if it's, if it's Mike Yastrzemski uh, for his contributions on and off the field. For sure, in a year where one of their team leaders, uh, Buster was away. And I think Brandon Crawford has provided some leadership as well in his own kind of quiet way. He, he's done that as well. And, you know, at the start of the year, remember how shaky the Giants fielding was, and Crawford wasn't in there every day. Well, look what happened when he when his plugged in there every day. I think they realized they needed his defense to stabilize uh, that infield. And, you know, when he was playing every day, his bat woke up as well. So I think he's a good candidate. He's always a good candidate, of course. But I, my favorite would be yes. Yeah, I'm with you on that. All right, Ray, six games to go. We'll see if the Giants make the postseason, something nobody was thinking about before uh, COVID. You know, when, when we were uh, getting ready for spring training, there, it wasn't even a thought, really. Uh, but to have the opportunity here to make it into the postseason, it's fun stuff. Well, that's the moral of the story for 2020. Everything you thought you knew, you don't know. <laughs> you <laughs> can't, tell, can't tell what's going to happen, even in the last three months of the year. Good or bad. I tweeted it out on New Year's Day. Uh, when we convene a year from now, we're going to have quite the story to tell. And boy, was that right. I just didn't know how. And so that, that, that goes for baseball as well, I guess. All right. Thanks a lot for doing this, and I will talk to you soon. Sounds good, Joe. That's former KMBR talk show host Ray Woodson. I want to thank him for joining us throughout the season. And if the Giants make the postseason, we'll be back with more inside China Basin. For now, I'm Joe Castellano. 
from thesportsvirus.com. Thanks for listening on the Believe Podcast Network. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.